From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You bet. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. No Cardinal baseball tonight. That means we have a full two-hour edition of Sports Open Line this evening. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. We take you till 8 o'clock this evening as we are counting down to the trade deadline coming up tomorrow. We've already had action today. We've had a lot of of action today uh, across Major League Baseball, but not yet involving the St. Louis Cardinals. The big trade involving a team from the NL Central, Josh Hader of the Milwaukee Brewers, their all-star closer. He goes to the San Diego Padres. The other trade that I think Cardinals fans were probably uh, taking notice of is the fact that Frankie Montas got traded from Oakland to uh, New York in a multiplayer deal. Montas was somebody that uh, had been connected to the Cardinals. And, of course, the Juan Soto stuff, it remains out there. I still say less than a 50% chance that the Cardinals acquire Soto, but the belief that it could potentially happen, it has been going up and up and up for me. Again, less than 50% chance, but at this point, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world if they do pull it off. Multiple Major League Baseball insiders are saying that, It's coming down between the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Dodgers. So when you hear Padres, you say, well, they just acquired Josh Hader today. What does that uh, potentially mean for uh, them going and finding a way to to acquire uh, a Juan Soto? Well, they really didn't give up their top-level prospects to Milwaukee to get Josh Hader. I was kind of surprised at the return that uh, Milwaukee got. I didn't think it was that good, uh, and we'll get into that. So here's, we got a bunch of guests coming up on the program today. Robert Murray, a Major League Baseball insider from, uh, from uh, Fansided, is scheduled to join us in our next segment. Now we'll see when he actually joins us because he just messaged me a few moments ago, and he said he was trying to work through the final details of a trade, and he was trying to break that news. So we will be standing by for Robert Murray at some point uh, during this hour, and we'll see what the we'll see if he breaks the news. We're watching his Twitter account to see whether or not uh, he is able to uh, break that. the The most recent trade that's happened. This is a really uncomfortable situation. Really uncomfortable. So. Uh, turned into a three-way deal. I guess it's a three-way deal. the The Astros have been um, have been busy today. So first off, they acquired Trey Mancini from uh, the Baltimore Orioles. That was part. Of, that was the three-way deal. It also involved uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Then, and mind you, the Houston Astros are playing the Boston Red Sox tonight. The Astros have acquired Christian Vasquez from Boston. This just happened recently. So the timeline of events here over the last really 90 minutes or so was even beyond that. So Vasquez is in meetings today with Boston pitchers going over how they are going to attack the Astros in this series. So he was in the pitchers meetings, right? And then he goes out and he takes batting practice. 
and then he finds out that he's getting traded to the team they're playing. So he's going to be switching clubhouses before tonight's game. He obviously, he clearly does not want to be a member of the Houston Astros. He is swarmed by the media asking him questions about everything, and he doesn't even know how to answer these questions. He's sitting there saying, well, it's a business. Finally, uh, Boston PR comes up and basically sweeps him away. So he's not even a member of the Red Sox anymore, and he's a member of the Astros. It's the PR folks from Boston that end up sweeping him away. So, so far, this has been a crazy day when it comes to the trades, and it all started with the Josh Hader news uh, earlier today. So this is what we've got uh, scheduled on the program today. Uh, We are going to have Robert Murray again. He's going to join us in uh, just a few minutes, hopefully. Hopefully he is going to join us in uh, just a few minutes as he continues to uh, work through some things for folks like uh, him. This is a very, very busy time. I doubt he's going to get much uh, sleep tonight. In our second hour, we've got a couple guests that are going to come on. Uh, Earl Austin Jr. is going to uh, be joining us. Want to get into uh, with Earl the legacy of Bill Russell. He passed away over the weekend, and that that shocked me. That I maybe I maybe I wasn't keeping track. Maybe I didn't realize that he was having some health issues. But that came that came out of nowhere. Every time we see Bill Russell, looks to be in in great shape. So really surprising. Uh, he has an interesting St. Louis legacy. St. Louis played a role in him ending up in Boston, so we'll get into uh, we'll get into that a little bit. And uh, Jerry Augustine, who is a pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, is going to join us, and he is going to uh, tell us what he thinks about uh, the Josh Hader trade. I'll tell you this: I, we'll get more into the Hader trade coming up uh, later on this hour. But I'll say that I think it's a double-edged sword for the Cardinals. I think it's good for the Cardinals in that it it, it weakens the NL Central. I think it's bad for the Cardinals when we've been talking about this Soto stuff. We've talked a lot about the Cardinals are a team that if they go acquire Juan Soto, they got to be all in to try to win a World Series this year. So you compare yourself against the best teams in baseball. And the Padres with Josh Hader, absolutely that, one of the absolute best teams in baseball. All right, I have confirmation. Robert Murray is ready, so he will join us in our next segment. We'll talk all things Major League Baseball trade deadline with him. This is Sports Open Line. We're back in a moment on KMOX. We are counting down to the Major League Baseball trade deadline. That's coming up tomorrow. Very happy to welcome onto the program right now one of the more busy people you're going to find out there. In fact, we were uh, standing by. He was working to uh, complete uh, the details of a trade that he just reported on. He is an MLB insider for fan-sided Robert Murray. Follow him on Twitter at ByRobertMurray. Robert, how, how just cr- for people like you, how crazy is this next 24 hours as you work so hard to find out details on moves that are being made? You know, it is. An absolutely crazy time. I was woken up this morning at 2 a.m. from a call from an executive asking about a player who is potentially on the move, and that player just so happened to be Josh Hader. So it's been a very hectic time, and it's only going to get even more hectic with Juan Soto still available on the market. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting because for what you do, for what all the MLB insiders do, it is based off the relationships that you create. That's interesting that uh, you get that kind of call at 2 o'clock in the morning and uh, you had spent some time covering the Brewers, I know, just like just like I did. Uh, how surprised yeah. were you when you saw that news that I guess I guess maybe at two after your call at 2 in the morning you weren't so surprised, but if we're going to rewind it before that, like how surprised are you overall that Hayter does get moved today? 
You know, it's actually, even though I got the call this morning, it was still a surprise. There have been rumblings earlier in the past week that Hader was more available than he was in years past. Um, but nobody close to Hader, nobody around the Brewers, and nobody around baseball ever expected a deal to get done just because teams have been poking around with him for three years now and have come up empty. But with Hader only pitching one inning and not pitching anything more than that and also being due for a pretty significant raise in salary arbitration, there was this was almost the perfect time for teams to strike. And there was teams like the Padres, teams like the Houston Astros, and other teams who were poking around on Hader. Um, and ultimately, the Padres delivered a package that was enough to get Hader to San Diego and it sent shockwaves throughout baseball about 32 hours before the deadline. What did you think about that return that the Brewers got for him? You know, it had a good mix of major league-ready talent and also some premium prospects. Like, the pitching prospect the Brewers got back in the deal is somebody that they really, really, really like um, and actually was one of the keys to the deal. Estuary Ruiz um, has really thrived in AAA um, and is somebody that the Brewers believe that can be like an everyday center field type in the future. He's also extremely fast. Um, If you look up his stolen base numbers in the minors, like, they're out of this world good. Um, I actually thought it was like a glitch in the system when I first looked at him, but um, overall, though, like a lot of evaluators actually thought the Brewers came up pretty light in this deal and were kind of questioning why they took this kind of a package. But the Brewers are, as you know, like being up close to them for so many years, uh, they do things pretty unconventionally. Uh, this is certainly it. And they parted with the best closer in baseball while they were in first place. Yeah, it, it surprised a lot of people. All right, so you're talking to mostly Cardinals fans right now. Cardinals fans want Juan Soto. What do you think the chances are that the Cardinals pull off that deal? You know, I'm not overly optimistic about it because John Mozeliak in that front office has been pretty consistent with how he's built his team, and that's with prospects and not dealing those prospects. He likes to build, build from within while also stockpiling talent. Um, when the opportunities present themselves. And obviously Paul Goldschmidt and Noah Arenado were like pretty extreme examples of that. And they didn't part with any of their top prospects in those deals. And a deal for Soto is going to require four, five, maybe six of those prospects, or it could include four of those prospects and maybe a guy like Dylan Carlson. And there's a lot of skepticism around baseball that Mosaic is going to do that. Do they have the ability to? Yeah, but I don't think they – are going to end up coming up with an offer that's going to top somebody like the San Diego Padres. And I'm not going to rule out the Cardinals by any means because they can change their thinking or they can make an offer that tops any of those teams. But I'm not optimistic, and I, ha- I have the Padres as a pretty sizable leader in that race between the two. Was it notable to you that the Padres did not give up their top-level prospects in the hater trade and how that could potentially impact a Soto trade? Yeah, that was something that immediately stood out to me with this deal with between the Brewers and the Padres is that they did not part with any of those top prospects. And from what I gather, the prospects that were sent to Milwaukee were not the ones that were discussed at all in the Soto deal. So the Padres still have a full arsenal to work with um, in terms of the Juan Soto trade. And I actually I was on the phone with a team earlier today who said that they had heard that the Padres have one of these six-step plans that could potentially like change their roster and also make them one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball, if they're able to complete it, whether or not that actually happens, I don't know. But if 
AJ Prowler had visions of actually doing something like that, they still have the ability to do so just after the Josh Hader trade. What are you hearing on the card? Like, obviously, they need pitching, but everybody's so focused on the potential of Soto. You can't just try to get Soto and then it not work out and then nothing else happened. What What are you hearing right now in terms of maybe who the Cardinals are talking to and, and what they're targeting at this moment? Yeah, it's, it's a good question because they can't come out of this with Soto or nothing. Um, if they miss on Soto, they have to look at the starting pitcher market. And there's three guys that I have eyed up that they have interest in. Um, and one is Noah Syndergaard. They've talked to the Angels about him, but I don't know what the likelihood of a deal is there. Um, just because Syndergaard, is, his velocity is down from what it was with the Mets, and he's not like the same frontline pitcher that he was back then, especially after the Tommy John. Um, you look at Nathan Uvalde with the Red Sox. The Red Sox are making all sorts of these different moves right now. Um, and I think Uvalde can definitely be had for the right offer and he fits what the Cardinals are looking for in terms of strikeout profile. Um, so he's certainly one to keep an eye on. And another one that they've quietly expressed interest in is Jose Quintana with the Pirates. And he's a he's basically a better version of what they acquired last year um, from J.A. Happ and John Lester. He's a proven guy. He signed for only one year for $2 million, so he's cheap. Got playoff experience. Uh, filled that left-handed knee that they have with Steven Matz probably out for the season. Uh, so those are going to be three guys that I think should be watched a little bit closer than perhaps some of the other names in the market. You mentioned the Boston Red Sox. They've had an interesting day. Christian Vasquez reportedly is headed to the Astros. The trade that you just reported on a little while ago uh, has the White Sox acquiring uh, left-hander uh, Jake Diekman. What What do you make of what the Astros are doing as it certainly seems like they're in a bit of a sell-off here? Yeah, I'll tell you, the Astros, they are a very – or the Red Sox are a very intriguing team um, in terms of what they're doing on the market. I mean, they have, they're going to be a mix of both buying and selling, um, which is kind of unique because uh, they sent back Vasquez to Houston, as you said, but they also acquired uh, Tommy Pham from the Reds. Um, so I'm not expecting any massive changes in terms of a guy like Xander Bogarts or Rafael Devers. Um, but I think anybody else on that roster, especially as I mentioned, Evaldi, um, you have Rich Hill, you have Matt Strom. Uh, there's a lot of these guys who are signed to one-year deals. J.D. Martinez, another, uh, who are going to be fair game. And I think there's a decent chance that at least two of them are moved. Um, and there's going to be a lot of these teams, uh, like we just saw with the Astros, uh, that are going to be able to pounce off of it and upgrade their rosters in order to keep up with the, the Yankees in the American League and also the Dodgers in the National League. Yeah, so the Astros have had good success against the Yankees. Their, their record isn't as good as them, but now they go out and get Trey Mancini. They go out and get Christian Vasquez, uh, and the Yankees make a move as well today. They go out and get uh, Montas and Trevino from Oakland. So it really feels like that's the class of the American League right now, and those two teams are trying to build themselves up for uh, for a potential run. No, you're certainly right about that. You look at Houston and what they've been able to accomplish. They lost both Carlos Correa and George Springer. They have Justin Verlander come out with Tommy John surgery. Uh, and they've had a lot of things not go their way. I know there's going to be people who scoff at that because of the, of the science-stealing allegation, but uh, there was a lot of people who expected them to drop off this year. And they've actually, like, ex- they've firmly exceeded expectations, and they're, like, primarily or firmly in the World Series hunt. And as you said, like, they've had the, the Yankees' this number this year, 
And there's not many teams who can say that. And that's why we've seen the Yankees be so aggressive early on in the market, getting Andrew Benintendi and Frankie Montas. And from what I can gather, the Astros are going to continue to be aggressive on this market. Uh, there was, they were identified as a team who could be very aggressive um, even before this recent run that they went on. So I'm a firm believer that, yeah, the Astros have gotten better, but there's more moves to come with them. Robert Murray, uh, MLB Insider with Fan Insider, or Fan Sided, excuse me, uh, joining us here on Sports Open Line and KMOX. I'll finish you off with this, Robert. Give me a name, a fairly big name that maybe we're not talking about that's going to be your surprise name that gets traded between now and tomorrow. You know, if you would ask me this one about 12 hours ago, um, it would have been Josh Hader. Um, it just based on the information that I had, but I'll actually give you a surprise that it won't be traded. I'm going to go with Juan Soto. Um, I don't think Juan Soto is going to be traded. And my reasoning for this is, is simple, is the Nationals asking price is so high that teams that have been in talks with them have balked at it and have not been willing to budge on it. Um, and if it goes down, then there's a very realistic chance that Juan Soto is traded. And if that price is not moved at all, then I think there's a very realistic chance that Juan Soto Soto stays in Washington. And then we look at a off-season trade as a potential very realistic scenario. And that may not be the worst thing for Washington, and that's something they've considered internally, is they would have a few more months to evaluate other teams' farm systems to try to figure out or learn more about their other farm systems. And Jeff Passan raised a very interesting point on ESPN last night. He said that if the Yankees let Aaron Judge go to free agency and he leaves, let's just say for some reason he leaves, would they be in a position then to acquire a guy like Juan Soto? And all their moves that they've made, they have kept both of their top prospects, Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe. Um, so they would be plenty armed to do it. I'm just throwing out that out there as a hypothetical, but if you had to ask me now, um, I think Soto stays for the Nationals. What's your over/under on number of hours of sleep you're going to get tonight? Um, I'm going to smash the under on four hours. I'll say it probably two and a half to three. Fair enough. Uh, folks should follow you on Twitter at by Robert Murray. Uh, they need to uh, read you at fansided, fansided.com. Thank you so much for being so gracious with your time during a very, very busy time for you and look forward to catching up again real soon. Matt, thank you so much. And congratulations on all your success. Extremely deserved, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. That's nice of you to say Robert Murray joining us here, uh, on sports open line on KMOX. I did not pay him to, uh, to give me the compliment there at the end. And we appreciate that. Uh, he and I uh, worked together a little bit for a while when he was uh, covering the Brewers for the athletic. And, uh, when I was working in uh, Milwaukee as well, I have made Brewers fans, some of them not happy today, just from, my comments on the hater trade. And the funny thing about this is, if this was a month ago when I was still doing post game for the Milwaukee Brewers, I would have been saying the exact same thing that I said today about it, but I would have been saying it as the Brewers post game guy and not the Cardinals post game guy. So I comment on it today, and people were coming at me, and I've, I've joked about this. I am losing Milwaukee followers like crazy 
on Twitter. Like my, I, I, I sent out the hater tweet, and within an hour, I just watched the followers drop and drop and drop. They don't want to hear from me anymore. That's fine. Uh, you as Cardinal fans, if you do want to hear from me, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Right now, it's a, it's a net negative. I've gone down since where I was at before I came here. So, you know, just, just throwing that out there. Uh, I want to get into this trade, though, a little bit for real. I do want to talk about uh, the implications on the NL Central on this huge trade that's made in the division today. Josh Hader going from Milwaukee to San Diego. And, uh, yeah, what it means for this division, what it means for the Cardinals. We'll do that next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Trade in the NL Central certainly impacting the Cardinals' potential ability to win the division. Josh Hader, all-star closer for the Brewers, goes from the Brewers to the San Diego Padres in exchange for a package of both major league players and uh, also minor league players as well. Some prospects, some good prospects, but at the same time, not those super high-level prospects. Oh, I was surprised. I was. I thought I would have thought the Brewers would have gotten more for Hader than they actually got for him. Because not only is it him for the rest of this year, he's under club control for next year as well. He's going to get a huge raise in arbitration, but you've got club control on him for next year. So I was a little bit surprised. I was thinking about this, and I tweeted this out, and I'd love to hear your responses. Feel free to uh, text in responses to this, 314-436-7900. I want to circle back to one of the days on uh, the extra inning show after a Cardinal game. It was uh, it was after one of the losses recently for the Cardinals. It was, I think it was a couple Fridays ago. And we had some calls that were very critical of Cardinals ownership. And I've never, I've never understood the, the big time criticism of Cardinals ownership. I can, you, you take some smaller issues. You can say, Oh, I wish you, they spent a little bit more money. Like if you want to really like pick out some things, sure. You can be critical about anything, but from a big picture standpoint, I think Cardinals ownership has done a fantastic job. All you got to do is look at the the wins and losses for this organization and the consistency of this organization. And when you look around the division right now, you have owners in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh who clearly don't care about winning, just don't care about winning. I think it's a little bit better in Pittsburgh than it is Cincinnati, but Pittsburgh's still not going to spend any money. You got some really, really, really smart people in Milwaukee running the Brewers, and they're very good at developing players, and they're good at making some moves and kind of thinking outside the box, and and more on that in a second. I I don't know what they're doing in Chicago. I just don't. With the money that they have available, they should be the Dodgers. They should be the Yankees. They should be those teams that win on an every-year basis simply because they can outspend and they don't, it, that's that's the fan base that probably should be the most upset at their ownership. But let's go. Let's circle back now. So right now in the NL Central, you have two teams that are, are, are slugging it out for the top spot in the Cardinals and the Brewers. You have the Brewers making the decision today to trade away the best closer in baseball when the team is in first place. The question I threw out on Twitter was, what's the Cardinals equivalent to that? What's a move in the history of the St. Louis Cardinals 
that is equivalent to that. And the first few responses I got to it, and that's what that's where you can text in, 314-436-7900. What's the cardinal equivalent of the Josh Hader trade? And I don't know if there is one where you're taking one of the best players at their position and trading them essentially in a salary dump. It wasn't a salary dump for this year for the Brewers. It was a future salary dump. They can't afford them in the future. So that's that's why. But it's still a salary dump. Whether you're whether you're dumping his salary for this year or dumping his salary for next year, it's still a salary dump. What's the Cardinal equivalent? The first two responses I got to that on Twitter were Ryan Ludwig and Alan Craig. And like I, this is not the denigrate those two guys hour here on KMOX. But with all due respect to those two individuals, and they had some really great moments. Ludwig had that one all-star season, had a ton of home runs. What was it, like 37 home runs maybe that year? I think 08. He was really good. But Josh Hader is on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Hader, if he continues to do what he's been doing for just a little while longer, he's going to be in Cooperstown. That's how good he is. We are talking about a Hall of Fame caliber player who is in his prime right now. So with all due respect to people who said Ryan Ludwig and Alan Craig, no, no, not not anywhere near the same, not even in the same zip code, not in the same state. Don't even know if it's in the same hemisphere. Had one person say Keith Hernandez. That's not bad. Uh, Hernandez got traded because he and Whitey couldn't get along. So it was a little bit different. It wasn't a salary dump. It was a Whitey sick of this guy dump. But that of, of everything I heard, like the, the Keith Hernandez example was was okay. I was going back to like when the whole Raleigh Fingers, Bruce Suter thing went down, but that happened in the offseason. That happened in like December. So that doesn't really count, but you were taking one of your top players, uh, a, a top player in baseball, moving on. But, I mean, Fingers doesn't even pitch for him. He, he was acquired and then goes on. So that's what um, – that's, that, that, that's, the, that's the question. Text message from three one four. Isn't Hater's ERA over eight right now? No, it's not over eight. It's just it's a it's a smidge over four. And you're saying, oh, he's one of the best closers in baseball with the ERA smidge over four. What's this guy talking about? It was a sub three ERA two weeks ago, and he had just a quick run. Like he's had a bad run. He's had five games where his ERA went up. It happens. You're a closer. Like numbers go up. You look at his strikeout numbers. You look at his average against numbers. You look at all those things. He had five bad games and his ERA basically doubled. Um, he's he's fine. And he, here's the other thing. He he just had a baby, like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, not that long ago. He and his wife just had a baby. You can't tell me there's not a. I am a father. I remember those days of being up all night. I remember the stress that went along with it. You cannot tell me that there is not a correlation between just having a kid and pitching effectiveness dropping down. So if we back up two weeks, he's got like a 2-6 ERA. So I'm not worried about his 4 ERA at the moment. It's because of five games when he just became a dad. And the other thing we don't know is, have because I having been around the Brewers, I can tell you they're very good at communicating with players. If, if they were taking calls on Hader out of respect for him, there's a pretty good chance that they gave him the heads up that that was going down. And that can mess with you as well. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, it's a, it's a really weird thing 
that they pulled off that trade. Now they get a guy in Rogers from the Padres who's a good pitcher. He's a good closer. He's second in baseball behind Hader and saves. So if we're just going to look at that number, if you're just going to look at save total, you can say that they're somewhat comparable. Uh, I'll take Hader every time. Like Hader's got a better strikeout rate, average against. And the the Brewers also have Devin Williams, the St. Louisan, who can move right in that spot. He'll be the closer next year. I believe Rodgers is a free agent after this season. So Rodgers will, will not be back with the Brewers next year, and Devin Williams uh, will be their closer next year. So they they were able to do this. I actually, the Brewers take a step back with this move today. They don't take a huge step back. Because Rodgers is pretty good. You have Williams. Whoever goes into, I would think that just kind of out of respect for Rodgers because he was the closer in San Diego, that he probably comes in and gets most of the ninth inning opportunities. But if anything goes wrong there, they can just switch that and go to Williams at that point. He's going to be your closer next year anyways. You still have Brad Boxberger in the seventh inning in Milwaukee. Like That, that seven eight nine for Milwaukee is still really, really good. But when Hayter was there, it was really, really, really good. And that's that's the odd thing. Like I, we'll see what Milwaukee does between now and tomorrow. But if I'm in that clubhouse and I'm a first place team and we just lost the best closer in baseball because you don't want to pay him fifteen million dollars next year, that doesn't sit real well with me. Just doesn't. All right, uh, we'll continue to go through everything that's going on uh, leading up into the Major League Baseball trade deadline. If you want to get in here, you can. 314-436-7900. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on a Monday night. Cardinals off night. They're back at tomorrow opening up a homestand. They'll open up a series against the Chicago Cubs. Through this question out there, what's the Cardinals equivalent of the Josh Hader trade where you trade away a player in their prime, one of the best players in the game at their position when you are a first-place club. Um, And I've mentioned a few of the responses. Got a couple more people coming in with Steve Carlton. Now, the difference on Carlton was that was an off-season move. That was done uh, right right at the beginning of spring training uh, at the end of February in 1972 when the two sides couldn't come together on a money issue. He goes to Philadelphia, and he goes on to win 27 games that year and then uh, puts together quite the career after that. Can you name the Cardinal player Cardinals got back for Steve Carlton? We'll give it to you in three, two, one. Rick Wise. Rick Wise was the player. So that was uh, that was a trade that the Cardinals lost in a very, very, very big way back in 1972. So it's just, again, the point being, I don't think – the way the Cardinals do business and the way other mid-market teams do business, and this is not a shot at the Brewers because, again, I have, I, really, I have so much respect for that franchise having spent so many years covering that team. But they knew. They knew that even next year with Hayter still being under club control but his salary going so much up next year that that was going to – create really a, a roster constraint for them that they couldn't that they couldn't hold. So instead of losing them for nothing or instead of taking them to the offseason where there's less you, you know by by trading him now a team in this example the San Diego Padres they get them for two playoff runs. They get them for this year and they get them for next year even before anything else. So that's 
That's just, to me, something that you don't see the Cardinals do. Now, at the same time, are the Cardinals going to make a big splash? Are they going to go pull off the big trade? We had Robert Murray on earlier, MLB Insider for fan uh, for uh, Fansided. He does not think the Cardinals are going to get Juan Soto. And the players that he mentioned as possible targets, possible future Cardinals in the next 23 hours or so, are Jose Quintana, who will probably get traded from the Pirates, having a nice season, having a big bounce-back season. Guy who's very familiar with the division, pitching for the Pirates now, having pitched for the Cubs. Uh, you have Noah Syndergaard, who's not the guy he was before. And Nathan Eovaldi, who I think in this building here at KMOX, Eovaldi is the guy that a lot of people think is going to be the guy that ends up being the car- a Cardinal and the guy that a lot of people want to see. Wearing the birds on the bat. That seems to be something that uh, people around here are excited about. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll continue to count down to the Major League Baseball trade deadline. One hour down, one more to go. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX.